0: Hi friends, it's Pastor Jennifer Hodson here at Bryan Community Church um, in Bryan, Texas. Uh, each week I sit down to record the sermon that I preached the previous week. At least I tried to. I know there were some sermons that I did not get to, so please forgive me. Uh, but we're in the midst of a sermon series entitled Bad Religion. And we have been talking about, um, you know, when the church gets it wrong. and one of the number one uh, reasons why people are atheists is because the church has hurt someone um, and they choose not to, to follow christ and so that hurts my heart it makes me sad because jesus you know he is so full of love and goodness and i really believe he is the hope um, for all the worlds if we just place our trust in him and so I think it's important that we learn from those who got it wrong, as specifically the Pharisees from um, the New Testament, when Jesus was walking this earth and uh, teaching and guiding the disciples and the crowds of people. And even when Jesus was trying to teach and guide uh, the relig- religious leaders of his day. And so we've kind of been looking at um, a text from Matthew chapter 23. We've been uh, talking about where Jesus is at the time he's at the end of his ministry. Uh, He spends most of his time uh, actually uh, talking about some of these things that can lead people away from the faith, lead people away from knowing who God is and who he is uh, as God's son. Jesus, he called the people out. Uh, He over through the money tables uh, in the temple courts because people were making it, as Jesus said, a den of robbers. Um, folks were taking advantage of those who were traveling from far off to come in uh, during Passover. He was um, taking advantage of those, um, you know, who couldn't afford uh, to, to make sacrifices during this Passover time. Um, And and Jesus also uses this time to gather his disciples. They're going to be the future leaders of the church. And he wants to make sure that they are ready to go out um, and live their faith the right way so that they don't mislead anybody uh, away from God and away from him as the the Messiah. And so I've said, you know, Jesus, in, in my mind, would bring his disciples close as any good teacher or mentor would and say, come close. I need you to hear these things. I'm not going to be here much longer, not physically present. So I need you to listen um, and get it right. And uh, where we find ourselves today, uh, we're in the midst of Matthew chapter 23, and he is talking specifically to the Pharisees, to the religious leaders. Uh, he uses some pretty harsh language here. And um, the, the reason being is because if there's any hope for uh, the religious people to get it right, Jesus wanted them to hear these words. He also wanted the disciples, uh, the crowds who would have been in earshot to know uh, what it means to be um, a follower of him and a faithful servant of God. But before I kick it off, um, I want to ask you as I've asked my church, have you ever gotten it wrong? Have you ever just messed up? And you pick the area in your life um maybe you were caught speeding maybe you had lied to a friend and they found out about it uh, maybe you said you would do something but then you didn't maybe you didn't go to lunch or you didn't plan the party or pay the bill and and you owned it like you knew that when you didn't do that uh, you you said to yourself like, oh shoot there are consequences and you know what those consequences i probably deserve it um, you know I deserve the harsh words the tongue lashing the expensive ticket um, I deserve it but then let me ask you in that same scenario or in a similar area in your life um, knowing that you deserved the consequence did you ever have somebody just say to you you know what don't worry about it and then they never brought it up again they just forgave you and that was it do you know what that's called (sighs) because we all like to be on the receiving end um of a you know what don't worry about it forget about it i forgive you it's called mercy mercy i love the definition is undeserved pardon you don't deserve to be forgiven you don't deserve um to allow those consequences to just you know Vanish away, but yet somebody offers that to you. And mercy describes who Jesus is, and uh, it describes the very heart of God mercy and justice and faithfulness. These things are foundational to Jesus Christ. And in our passage today, we are going to be talking more about those things. Um, as Jesus was preparing his disciples, um, He was preparing the religious leaders, if only they would listen, and he says these words to them. And as I read it to you, I want you to know that uh, he's gonna use the word woe Woe to you, and woe to you would have commanded their attention. If anyone says, woe to you, it would have made them think back into the old Jewish texts of Amos and Isaiah, uh, where they were prophesying on behalf of God, when they were telling people, you need to get right with God, they said, woe to you. So the people knew these words, and when Jesus said them, they looked up. Um, Jesus also said these words with desperation in his heart, uh, with deep sorrow. Uh, if if they were getting uh, what he was saying wrong, his heart broke for the people. Uh, that's what I love about about Jesus that he had this heart that could look out and see, you know, what the people were doing well, but also uh, where they were getting it wrong, and he just he just had this this feeling of sorrow um, because he knew how how incredibly. Um, powerful uh, the people would be if they lived for christ and took part in the kingdom of god so let me read to you from matthew chapter 23 and it's only two verses here verses 23 and 24 we hear the words of jesus woe to you teachers of the law and pharisees you hypocrites you give a tenth of your spice your mint dill and cumin but you have neglected the more important matters of the law: justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides, you strain out a mat, but swallow a camel. See, I so said these are these are harsh words. Let's unpack this for a moment. Jesus names what the Pharisees were doing. And he also names what the Pharisees were not doing. He said that you were giving a tenth of your spices, your mint, your dill, your cumin. Um, where does this come from? Well, the religious leaders, the disciples, the Jewish followers, they would have been very familiar um, with this, this topic of tithing, this practice of tithing, giving back what ultimately belongs to God. It comes from Leviticus chapter 27, verse 30. Uh, it reads, every tithe of land, whether of the sea of the land or of the fruit of the trees, is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. The Jewish people learn very early on to give back their first fruits, to give back what ultimately belongs to God. Um, and giving back a portion, a tithe, or a tenth, it allows... Uh, the folks then and today, if, if we practice this uh, as I believe we should practice it, allows the church to continue to do the work of God, uh, continue to do the ministry that Christ has called to us. And so the Pharisees, they they got it right. Um, they were giving their tithe, right? Check, great job. You need to continue this. Jesus doesn't say to stop. Um, but he does continue uh, you need to do both. You have to give of your tithe. Give what ultimately belongs to God. Don't give folks your leftovers. None of us want somebody's leftovers. Why would God want our leftovers? But we give uh, from the beginning uh, of what we have. And um, But Jesus also said you, you've got you to do both. You need to pay attention and practice the important things such as justice, mercy, and faithfulness. Um, We talked about mercy. What's justice? It means to make right. Uh, It's a relational term, uh, to live in right relationship with God and with others. Uh, Tim Keller says that justice uh, is reparative. Um, It restores those who are victims of injustice so we are to, to speak up for those who you see are being oppressed or pushed to the margins or are not being loved and cared for maybe the the sick or those imprisoned, uh, the the child the widow uh, the orphan so Jesus says yes give your tenth but also seek justice seek mercy be faithful um, and so in Jesus ministry he is continuously reaching out and he's healing people. He's helping those who are outcast, who are oppressed. and he said, "Oh Pharisees, I need you to do that too." Oh religious leaders, oh disciples, crowds of people. Oh by the way, church, Jennifer, congregation, you've got to do both. You know, Jesus offered mercy. the woman at the well she was caught in adultery and let me just say where was the man in all of this i always wonder like why is it just her that is brought before jesus Uh, but i digress but uh, according to law this woman should have been stoned to death and we see here that um that jesus offered her mercy and uh, again undeserved pardon and and he offers it to the woman caught in adultery But he also offers this to any one of of the people standing before him or us today who have done something wrong. Because whether it's adultery or any other lie, any other um, deceit, any other sin, uh, when you have broken relationship with God, when you have hurt others by your words and your actions, uh, Jesus forgives. And he's saying, I'm going to forgive this woman. I'm going to forgive you. Oh, Pharisees, oh, religious leaders, oh, disciples, oh, crowds of people, oh, church. I need you to give of your money to support me in building the kingdom, to give of your time to support me in your kingdom, to give of your resources to support me in the kingdom. I need you to tithe. But I also need you to offer mercy and justice. And then here it is because you might have been thinking what I have thought and I had to do some research on what was Jesus saying? You blind guides, you strain out a gnat but swallow a camel. Well, the Pharisees they were guides to the masses to those who they were leading um, they were teaching others uh, the jewish law uh, no they did not get it right but um their words were correct right they knew uh, the jewish law inside out backwards and forwards upside down and right side out um They weren't leading people to the Messiah. They were guiding them incorrectly in in terms of that uh, because they instead um, got angry that Jesus was claiming to be the son of God. So they were blindly guiding others. But in the process, we also have this strange, you know, like you strain out a gnat, but eat a camel. What, what does that mean? Okay, well, first of all, the Jews, they were not allowed to eat any flying insects if they didn't have jointed legs for hopping. And this kind of made everybody laugh and made me laugh as I read it. Um, so I, I assume maybe they're eating uh, grasshoppers. They could eat a grasshopper, but they can't eat a gnat or a fly. They were so strict on this law that what they would do before they would drink their water, before they would drink their wine, they would actually strain out their water to make sure uh, there were no gnats in there uh, or larvae. And so they took this very, very seriously. But then Jesus contrasts their particular attention to the law while tolerating swallowing camels. Now, what does that mean? Will they tolerate other sins and other oppressive acts? So you pay particular attention to what you don't consume in your body, but yet you're failing to look around at the people um, who need who need uh, you to speak up for them and to care for them, who need that justice, who need that mercy. Don't take pride in one thing, but then fail to take pride. In the important things, offering mercy, offering justice, being faithful, being in right relationship with God. I don't know. I I made a note of this. I don't know if I said this on Sunday, but I was thinking about relationships. And, um, you know, there are some parents, sadly, who think that they can bribe their kids with money if I just give them anything and everything that they want well then somehow you know I'm going to check the box and and I'm the best parent in the world Um, and I think that equates to our faith that sometimes we think that we're you know checking a box by um you know writing the check, or we're checking a box by showing up on Sunday to to worship we're checking a box because you know we opened up our our bible and we read it um but it's more than that I mean it's it's both. It's doing all of those things, but having a right heart um, and putting our faith into practice that that we have to do both. Um, and so that's the question that I have for you and, and I posed to the church. I said, so church, how does that speak to you? And so friend, how does that speak to you? You know, maybe what you needed to hear today was the tithing portion of the sermon. Uh, that you needed to be reminded that what you have doesn't ultimately belong to you, but it belongs to the Lord. And your gifts, your time, your resources—that's all God's. Give it back. Um, we don't live for ourselves, but we are to live for God. So if that's you know that tough nugget that, that you need to to chew on for a while, um, I don't think it's gonna hurt. Uh, for you to chew on that for a while and see if that that can't transform your heart and your actions. Uh, Or maybe it's the message about faith and justice and mercy. Perhaps it's easier to write a check um, to help someone than to, to actually sit down and look that person in the eyes and get to know them and to forgive them. Because that's hard. It is. For somebody who has been hurt uh, multiple times before, and, and maybe, I mean, there's no maybe. I know I've hurt people multiple times. So it's hard to sit down across um, across the table with someone who has hurt you and to forgive them. And so maybe that's a tough lesson that you need to say, Lord, I can't do this on my own, but I'm going to need your help. Uh, to pardon this person, to offer mercy to this person. The, the same thing is true um, in speaking up for folks, you know, especially if they don't look like you or talk like you or even believe as you do. But if you see someone doing something that's wrong, I think it is important and it is, it is um, the Holy Spirit living inside of us that tugs on our heart that says, hey, you speak up or you go after and you help. Um, so I don't know where you sit and I don't know what it is that, that you are seeing, um, but I do know that when the Holy Spirit convicts you, that's, that's the moment you know that, that you are to live out your faith, um, even if it's hard and even if it's uncomfortable. And oftentimes uh, the Holy Spirit calls us to do the things that are uncomfortable There was nothing comfortable uh, about being Christ. I mean, his faith led him to death. There was nothing comfortable about being the disciples. Um, There's not anything comfortable being a follower of Jesus. But I promise you the reward. Wow. That peace that surpasses all understanding. The joy, you know, people just want to be happy. You know, there's a joy there when, when we live for Christ. So as you journey each and every day, I pray that this message would speak to you and transform you so that you are not the same person that you were before you logged on, before you read scripture. Maybe you be blessed.